there and welcome to the Abundance Health Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything there is to learn and to know about what it truly means to have life and life in abundance. My name is Sharon Chibaibai and thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, hello, hello and welcome once again to the Abundant Health Podcast. Karibusana, if this is your very first time here, my good name is Sharon Chibaibai and I hope that by the time you're done listening to this episode, listening to this episode, that you will have made a decision to be a part of the Abundant Health community. But yes, I hope you're doing well. I hope that the month of july hasn't has been treating you well uh, for me it's been it's been extremely cold <laughs> it's been extremely cold i don't know if it's the same for everyone else um all over the world but uh, definitely not but yeah i'm so excited and i'm so happy i know my voice doesn't sound excited or happy i've just literally woken up a few um minutes ago but i'm really excited about you know having our first year anniversary coming up very soon and like i even said in the previous episode sometimes i could be low i could be sleepy or whatever it is but every time i know that i'm supposed to be recording the episode or my podcast let me tell you (laughs) oh that is the coffee that i need to give me energy to just make me feel excited and energetic so yes welcome once again feel at home and i hope you are doing i hope you're doing well so today this is episode 21 of the abundance of podcast and today we are going to be talking about happiness and well-being yes we are going to be talking about happiness and well-being and how that ties to living a life of abundance but before we even get on to that allow me to recap our previous episode that is episode 20 on consistency and growth. Now, this was a special episode even for me. And I know that one of our listeners had actually requested for this episode. And many of you actually had been asking me, how do I stay consistent? How am I able to, you know, just keep showing up for the podcast, keep showing up for my purpose? And, you know, for that episode, yes, I always like to say this. I don't always have the answers. I mean, it's not that I have everything figured out, but just having that conversation and asking ourselves those provoking questions, you know, just helps us to figure these things out together. And so I remember one of the things that really stood out for me in that particular episode is the fact that, you know, in today's world, we are always like there there's going to be so many things that are going to you know try and teach us or show us how to be consistent you know how to stay consistent to your goals to your dreams to your vision whatever it is that you might want to call it but for me if there's something that i have learned is that for you in order for you to stay consistent it is important for you to start from a place of purpose because purpose is what is going to fuel you to show up for, you know, what you need to do. So like for me, for the podcast, the only reason I have stayed consistent is because the why I started this podcast is always constantly ringing at the back of my mind, right? Where I know that this is why I decided to have the podcast. And even on days when I don't feel like doing it, 
I am not doing it for me. I am doing it for the other person or for the person who is listening to this right now. So be sure to go ahead and check out that episode. Be sure to either press pause, like I always like to say, and go back and check out episode 20. Or you can listen to this episode up until the very end. And then when you're done, you can go ahead and listen to episode 20 on consistency and growth. Is it really possible? Is it possible to stay consistent to your goals, to your dreams, to your vision, whatever it is you might want to call it? Well, the big fat answer is yes. <laughs> it is possible, but like everything else, it requires a lot of work. But even though like consistency is not like a walk in the park, it doesn't really have to be that hard. And the only way you can make things easier for you is starting with your why. Why do you need to do that certain thing? Why do you need to stay on course? Why do you need to keep showing up to whatever it is that you want to do? And then also go ahead and ask yourself, do you believe in that vision? Do you believe in the why? And then if you do believe in the why and if you do understand what it would mean for you to stay consistent and the kind of impact you know it would have either in your life or in the life of other people, then trust me, uh, consistency is just going to be like taking a walk in the pack. So yes, like I said today, we are talking about happiness and well-being. <laughs> and I know this is a very interesting conversation. And for me, I uh, the reason I even decided to talk about this is because so uh, for those of you who don't know this, uh Chebai Bai, my name Chebai Bai means the happy one. And for the longest time, um, every time I have told someone my name, every time I've told someone, you know, my name is Chebai Bai, and especially those who are from my native language, who understand my native language, they'd always ask me, Oh, so are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> they'd ask me okay so your name is the happy one so are you a happy person are you a happy one and there's someone at work who always says hi to me as the happy one how are you today <laughs> and I mean happiness is such a it's a I think it's a concept that very many of us have taken for granted and very many of us truly do not understand what it means and I think it's just one of those things that um, I have always wanted to challenge myself about. Because I know right here on the podcast, this is a, this are some of the things we ask ourselves. You know, what does it mean to live a life of abundance? What does it mean when we say we are following our purpose? What does it mean when we say YOLO? You know, what does what do those things mean? And so this concept or this topic of happiness and well-being is one that has constantly been on my mind where I have asked myself, okay, so yes, my name means the happy one. And I like to believe that I am the happy one. I like to believe that I am a ball of energy that, you know, easily influences my environment. Uh, people have said that, you know, I am a social butterfly. People have said that, you know, I gel easily with people. But, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes, and I think I've even said this in the previous episode, where I've said, like, sometimes someone can say something about you and you're just like, hmm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, so that is partly what inspired the conversation of happiness and well-being. And then something else that also inspired this conversation is that a, 
couple of weeks ago, I was meeting up with my friends after work and one of them asked us a very interesting question and he asked, what, how would you rate the quality of your life right now? Right, you know, if you were to look at your life and of course there are a couple of things that will influence the the quality. Yeah, there are a couple of things that will influence the quality of your life, be it your relationships, be it work, be it your, you know, spirituality, your spiritual journey, your emotional journey. There's so many things that would impact, you know, the quality of your life. But I remember he was saying, just even leave all those factors aside and just think about the quality of your life. If someone were to ask, what is the quality of your life? What would you say? And that was a very challenging and a very interesting question at the same time because I kept thinking, I mean, how exactly would I rate my life? How would I rate the quality of my life? If we were to rate it from 1 to 10 or from 0 to 10 or from 0 to 100, how would I rate it? And actually, remember, it was from 0 to 100. And I kept feeling like I'm in the 60s, 70s, you know, thereabouts, because I can't honestly say that, you know, my life uh, or rather I, the quality of life I want is the one that I'm currently living right now. But, you know, like, it's just... I just kept thinking, why then am I not at that 100? And why, of course, the question is, why do you think that you're not at 100? Why do you think you're at 60, at 70, at 50, at 10%? You know, those kind of questions. And for me, I think something that really um, influences the quality of my life, something that I can say for sure plays a, a big role in determining the quality of my life is simply my well-being, um, my contentment, my satisfaction. You know, that's, that kind of um, thinking is what was coming. Like, that is the kind of thinking that I was using to determine the quality of my life. Where I was saying, am I truly, um, am I truly experiencing whole well-being. I don't know if that makes sense. Where I'm saying, when I look at my emotional life, how is that looking like? When I look at my spiritual life, how is that looking like? You know, when I look at the relationships that I have with the people around me, my social life, mentally, health-wise, and what have you. I mean, all these things, they influence the quality of my life. So, and then another thing, of course, and I think it also goes ahead to, if I just, um, how do I put this? Just to link to the conversation that we had on identity, saying how we said that, you know, what the kind of things that we peg our identities to, they really have a huge impact. You know, the kind of lives that we live. And for me, something that, you know, has been a huge part of my identity is my name. And I, I know it is the same for every other person. You know, where you're told, um, you know, your name, especially for us Africans or whoever it is, really, um, we usually have names that, you know, are tied either to the time we were born, uh, that are, are tied to the day, that are tied to, you know, our character from birth. That is um, assuming that it is possible to tell out the character <laughs> of a newborn from birth. But, you know, such like things 
those things usually have a huge impact on our identity. And like we said on that particular episode is that it's important to really look at these things and understand, is it okay for me? Is it right for me to peg my identity on such things? So I came up with a couple of questions that I'm going to be answering in as far as happiness and well-being is concerned. And then, of course, we are going to see how does happiness and well-being, how does that tie to living an abundant life? How does that have an impact, you know, on the kind of the quality of life, you know, that each and every one of us lives or leads? And like I said, happiness is a con- a concept that is, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say it has been misused. I don't, I don't know if I want to say that it is something that we all widely know and are aware about. Because every single day, you're always being told, you know, you need to take care of your happiness. You're always being told that true happiness comes from within. We're always being told so many things about happiness. We're always being educated about so many things about happiness. And the question is, what does that even mean? What does it mean when you're talking about true happiness? What does it mean when you're talking about well-being? Yeah? So without much further ado, I'll just go right ahead and um, answer the questions. And I felt it was going to be easier for me to speak uh, from a guided place of these questions, you know, and how they are tied to, you know, happiness, well-being, and just in my personal life. (laughs) Yeah. So the first question is, based on your life experiences, what have you found to be the key ingredients for a fulfilling and happy life? And how have you cultivated them? Well, (laughs) based on my life experience, I think um, up until this particular point in my life, I used to think that a fulfilling and happy life is made up of, you know, having all the money in the world, you know, traveling to different places. I think I had such a distorted Um, understanding or definition of what a fulfilling life truly means but then now as I have you know grown up and now that I have you know gotten to where that I the place that I am right now and even just having this understanding of abundance having this understanding of purpose and what purpose truly means then I would say that you could have all the money in the world you could have everything really and not live a fulfilling life, not live a full abundant life. And that would be because you are not, you know, pursuing your purpose. Because sometimes we find that, you know, it just doesn't mean that because I feel like it just doesn't mean that just because you aren't following your purpose that you wouldn't be successful. There are people who are not exactly uh, following their purpose, like I was saying, but they're pretty pretty successful or you know they have they are making wealth and you know they're living a good life good in quotes and quotes so yeah um for me the ingredient the key ingredient to living a fulfilling and happy life honestly is following your purpose and the reason i say this is because um when you do the thing that you have been called to do first of all it becomes so easy I mean, there's no resistance. There's no, it's not as difficult as trying to do something that, you know, is not meant for you. 
when you take on a path that was clearly created for you, it becomes so easy for you to take on. And of course, I'm not saying so easy, meaning that you won't have any challenges. I'm just saying easy because you have the grace for it. You have the understanding for it, the wisdom for it, whatever it is that you need, because that is the sole purpose you know, for which you are placed on this earth. And what happens when you do that, which you have been called to do automatically, there's going to be, you know, joy, you're going to feel happy, you're going to feel fulfilled. And that is going to automatically impact, you know, the quality of your life that is going to automatically impact your well-being. So that when you look, someone looks at you and they're like, wow, you know, clearly this, whatever this person is doing, clearly it is working out for them. And sometimes you can always tell from the outlook of someone, you know, sometimes you don't have to be smiling and laughing to seem happy. And I mean, that is what happiness has been defined, has been defined, right? Where if I'm, you know, not happy, if I'm not, if I'm looking like I'm sad or if I'm looking like, you know, I, <laughs> I'm i deep in thought or whatever it is, you might want to call it that I'm not happy. But you, sometimes you can just tell from the outlook of someone that this is someone who is happy. This is someone who is fulfilled. This is someone who is contented. So yes, the key ingredient, according to me and based off of what I have experienced, is that in order to live a fulfilling life, a happy life, just simply follow your purpose. Simply walk in purpose. Yeah, because to, in today's world, it has always been about, you know, go to school, get good grades, get a job, get a well-paying job, and life is going to be good. But how many people have actually gone through that journey? How many people have actually walked that journey and, you know, have not experienced happiness, fulfillment, and, you know, their well-being is also not that good. Yeah. So that is the answer I would give to that question. The other question is, how have your social connections and relationships impacted your happiness? And what steps have you taken to nurture and maintain them? Now, I think this is something that I have constantly said here on this episode. And that is that no man is an island. And that we do not exist for ourselves. Like you literally have not put on this earth to pursue your own desires. You have not been put on this earth to pursue your own needs, but the needs of others. Literally, we have been created to be of service to God and of service to man. And because of that, we are always constantly going to be in situations where we need people to lift us up or we are the ones lifting people up. We need each other, you know, if life is going to be what it is meant to be. I mean, think about issues of, for example, every time when you talk about mental health, something that we are always being told is talk to someone, you know, either go for therapy or just find someone to talk to, uh, you know, to just help ease off that burden, ease off that load that you have in your heart or whatever it is you might want to call it. And so for me, I think... I have been privileged or rather blessed, actually, let me just say I have been blessed to have good quality connections because, again, at the end of the day, we are talking about having relationships that, you know, truly add value to our lives. And 
I mean, everyone knows this. Sometimes you find that your overall well-being is being affected by the kind of people you actually have surrounding you or around you. And sometimes it could be the people that you have around you are the ones who are pulling you down. Sometimes it could be that the people you have around you are the ones who are lifting you up, right? And I know the other day I was telling my friends that I... Honestly, I have been in a season, or rather, I have found myself in seasons where I have gotten friends, I have been in relationships that I needed for that particular season. It could be, uh, I don't know what example of a season that I could give, but I could be going through a season of transition, for example, and somehow I will have a friend that will help me walk in that season. I will have a friend who will, you know, encourage me during that time. I will have a friend who will, you know, be the one to keep me accountable. And that is something that many of us take for granted. So that has truly tied, uh, that has truly had an impact to the kind of, you know, quality of life that I have had and overall to, you know, whether or not I am happy because when I sleep at night and I know that there's someone who has got my back, you know, that makes me feel at ease, that makes me feel at peace and that makes me feel happy. And this is something that also my mom is always talking about and she has kept saying it over and over again that relationships are the greatest greatest currency, even more than money. And I know that we have had this before where we are saying that, you know, sometimes you really do not need, you could have all the money in the world, but if you do not have the right relationships, honestly, then the quality of your life cannot be at a hundred, right? So relationships are the greatest currency of all. And so it is important to invest in the right relationships, invest in the right, you know, the right people, have the right people around you. And that will automatically, you know, have an impact on the quality of your life and your well-being. And how do you nurture these relationships? How do you maintain these relationships? I think, again, it's just that idea of you do not exist for your own selfish needs. You do not exist for your own um, um, agenda. And something that has really helped me most times is asking myself, okay, how sometimes you're always saying how you need good friends, but also you yourself need to sit down and understand how can you be a good friend? You know, how can you be that supportive friend, supportive partner, whatever it is you might want to call it? So, Nurturing them will take a lot of vulnerability. Nurturing them will take a lot of even stepping out of your comfort zone because, again, (laughs) human beings can be difficult to love. Human beings can be difficult. And I'm just imagining even the way God loves us, seeing that every time we keep going back to the same things, to the same um, pits that he pulls that pulls us out of but you know it's just an example that we can follow that you know it requires of us to be patient it requires of us to be kind you know just really practice the fruits of the holy spirit and that is the only way we can nurture and love and you know maintain these relationships yeah so the other question is in your personal life how have you effectively managed stress and promoted mental wellness in your daily life now, to be honest, this is something that I am still struggling with. I cannot 
I cannot say that I have hacked this. I honestly cannot say that I have hacked this because I think I have come to understand and realize growing up. I think when you, sometimes as you grow into yourself, you get to really understand and, you know, know yourself. (laughs) And for me, oh my days, I think I spend a lot of my time in my head. (laughs) I spend a lot of my time in my head and... Where you guys, let me see, let me just say that managing stress, I think, is still something that I'm trying to figure out because I always find myself thinking about things a lot, like something could bother me for a long time. Um, it could be just in my mind and I'm constantly thinking about it. And of course, I have even had a couple of sleepless nights where I just can't sleep because there's something that is on my mind and it is truly bothering me. And most of the time it is because either I have also chosen to take that thing up up on myself. I have chosen not to trust God or I have chosen to believe that I am the one who is in control of those things. I don't know if I want to mention them, but yeah. Managing stress, I think, is something that I'm still doing. <laughs> uh, it's something that I'm still doing, but and of course that also has a huge impact on our mental, on my mental wellness. And I think how I have promoted mental wellness for me again, it's just simply being with people. Sometimes I could be having a very hectic and very stressful week. And how I ensure that I'm staying sane is just finding those little pockets of time to just be with my people, you know, have conversations with the people um, that I love and my friends. And just sometimes it may not even be necessarily telling them what is on my mind or telling them what's bothering me. But just being in that environment, just listening to other people, talking about either what I'm going through, talking about, you know, how my week has been, for example, um, usually helps me to just stay sane, to just be in touch with myself, be in touch with my emotions. And it's actually during those times when I'm listening to other people talk that I also get, and just listening to other people's experiences, that I also get the chance to also sit back and just see how those experiences can be used in my life and, you know, how I can just um, use the same experiences in a cup, in a particular situation in my life and see how that would improve, you know, my overall well-being. So, yeah, I'd say that it just... Managing stress, I am still learning that. I will not lie and say that I have learned how to effectively manage stress. But I will say that the way I have promoted mental wellness is by just being with people. Being with people and also just spending time with God. I think that is another thing that helps actually. Just spending time with God and spending time with people, you know. And just getting to be vulnerable, I think that is something that is really very hard. Just being vulnerable with yourself, being vulnerable with others, being vulnerable even with God. I think we sometimes overlook that and the kind of impact that it can have on our overall well-being, on our overall fulfillment, on our overall state of happiness, if you might want to call it that. So yeah, the next question is, how has personal growth and continuous learning played a role in your well-being and what steps have you taken to foster your own growth? 
This is a very important question. This is a very nice question. And the reason I say this is because, let me tell you, every time I have found myself in a situation where I am not growing, definitely, I just feel stagnant. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. I'm not moving forward. Those are the moments, actually, that <laughs> I have been sleepless. I have been awake all night thinking about, you know, what am I going to do? Because every time I have not invested in my personal growth as an individual, I will feel stuck. And, you know, we live in a world that is constantly changing, that is literally constantly demanding of us that we move, that we change with it, that we realign ourselves you know, to that particular kind of season, whatever season it could be. So personal growth, personal growth and continuous learning, honestly, it is something that I th I have taken very seriously. And I know in the past I have found myself <laughs> even taking so many online courses or just engaging myself in conversation or putting myself in spaces where I am truly being challenged to move to grow, to adapt, to evolve, and all this, of course, to become a better person and to help me pursue my purpose even better. Because again, that is the number one um, drive for personal growth. I think for me, it's always about how do I pursue my purpose or how do I take on my purpose in a much better way? right? And that is what usually inspires, okay, what areas then do I need to grow in? And like I said, because true happiness, I think, true happiness is tied to our purpose. Then what do you need to do? What do you need to do to pursue this purpose to the fullest, right? Do you need to develop your mindset? Do you need to take on a certain course? Do you need to have a mentor, for example, those kind of things, I think it is important to think about because, again, you need to look at happiness from a point of not, you need to look at what is your definition of happiness? What is your definition of happiness? What do you need to do to be happy? You know, and how will you then maintain that? Right. And that also goes ahead to talk about consistency. That goes to talk about, you know, um, identity crisis. I mean, so many of these things are connected where um, for me, like I said, happiness came from a point of my name. You know, my identity saying that my name is Chebaiba. It means the happy one. And then, of course, people will ask me, so then are you happy? And I'd be like, hmm, am I happy? And for me, it is not really, it just takes more than a name for me to, to define what happiness means to me. Happiness means walking. Uh, it's just a feeling that comes when I know that I am walking in the path that I was created to walk. It's the feeling, it's the after effect of living out my purpose it's the after effect of, you know, following God's purpose for my life. It's as simple as that because usually the, the, when I do that, there is fulfillment, there is contentment. When I do that, truly, I am living out the absolute best version of myself. And the absolute best version of myself is happy, is contented, is fulfilled and has an overall well-being. I mean, there's an overall wellness to the quality of my life. 
So personal growth and continuous learning for me is as a, it comes as an, an enabler, you know, to pursue my purpose. I don't think I will invest my time in anything that will not help me pursue my purpose all the more. I will not involve myself in anything because in anything like that, because again, none of us know how much time we have on, in the, on this planet. <laughs> And this is something that really keeps me in check most of the time. So I don't want to waste my time doing things that will not help me, you know, achieve my purpose. I want to spend time uh, growing and learning, continuously learning things that will help me or enable me to pursue my purpose even better. So, yeah, it's just taking a step back and saying, what is your purpose? You know, and you can go back and listen, listen to the episode on discovering purpose. What is your purpose and how do you discover your purpose? And then after you have discovered your purpose, go ahead and ask yourself, okay, what do I need to do to be able to give this purpose or give this um, activity, this vision, this dream, the kind of seriousness, the kind of, you know, competence that it desires, the kind of excellence that is desired, you know, and then go ahead and invest your time in learning and growing, having conversations that provoke you to just expand uh, your mindset and to just be a better person. And honestly, I think that is going to ultimately have an impact on your happiness on your overall well-being. Yeah, so the last question is, considering your own journey, how have you found balance and prioritized self-care in a fast-paced world? And what tips can you share with others? Oh, my days. Well, 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 this is yet another one that is very difficult for me. <laughs> oh, my word. How have I found balance and prioritized self-care? And the reason, of course, this is important is because in life today, and like the question says, it is a fast-paced world. I mean, the world is constantly changing. And there's so many things that, you know, make us who we are, from our families, our relationships, our places of work, our mental well-being, our emotional well-being. And most of the time, it is always important to find a sweet spot or rather a place where all these things are functioning at their optimum. And truly, that is how one is able to live a full life. You can't say that you're living a full life if one area of your life is lacking. Um, living a full life means that you are living a full life spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever it is you might want to call it. Like It has to be a collection of all this into a whole. You know, when we're talking about a bread <laughs> or a cake, you know, the cake is full when all its parts are together. Um, but a cake is not full if there are parts of it that are missing, right? So even when it comes to living a full life, we have to be operating at that sweet spot where everything is functioning as it should. And that means finding balance. And finding balance is difficult. It is difficult to you know, be in a position where everything is functioning at its optimum without one suffering or without one bleeding into the other. Most of the time we find, even in our daily lives, that we are maybe so concerned about maybe looking for money that we neglect um, our emotional lives, that we neglect our spiritual lives, that we neglect even um, our mental well-being, whatever it is you might want to call it. So 
how have I found balance? I think, again, it just goes back to the kind of relationships that I have and even the way I have structured my life so that, that I know, okay, for me to grow spiritually, what do I need to do? For me to grow mentally, what do I need to do? For me to grow um, emotionally, spiritually, for me to even have a healthy life physically, what do I need to do? So based on my own journey, I have found balance to be difficult but I have also found that um, it is possible to find different support systems for the different areas of your life. It could be spiritually, you could have a different support system for that. It could be mentally, it could be emotionally. You could have different or you could even have the same support system that helps you to stay on track, that helps you to achieve that balance no matter how hard it may be. And of course, prioritizing self-care. And this is something that many of us, again, I think this is another thing that has been taken out of context so many times and something that we need to truly understand. What does it mean when we talk about self-care? I think for me, it is mainly about how I am the only person, again, going back to purpose. I am the only person who can pursue the purpose that I have. Or I am the only person who can do what God has placed me on this earth to do. And if I am to do that, it is impossible. It is important for me to take care of myself, right? To take care of myself, to take care of those different parts of my life that make me a whole being, right? It is important for me to take care of my mental health. It is important for me to take care of my spiritual health. It is important for me to take care of my physical health. It is important for me to pay attention to all these parts and how they impact my life. Because if I don't take care of myself, if I don't look out for myself, and again, even the way it's sounding, <laughs> it's sounding like it's so selfish, it's sounding like it's coming from a place of pride. But just stick on me, uh, stay with me on this one, is that it is important for us to be able to Take care of ourselves. And self-care, it doesn't... Like, I know when you think about self-care, you're thinking about taking those hot showers, long showers, doing... I don't know. I don't know what your idea or your definition of self-care is. But for me, it's truly about how do I ensure that I am... You know, that my well-being is at 100. Or even maybe at 90, at 80%. So that I am able to truly pursue my purpose the way I am meant to. Right. And, you know, sometimes it could be um, that you need to create a system that allows you to do this where you know that, yes, I have been working all day, but no matter how tired I am, I need to have my quiet time. I need to spend time, read the word, pray, you know, and just feed my spiritual man. You create systems where, you know, it requires for you to build your mental growth. It requires for you to build your um, emotional capacity to be an emotionally intelligent person. And that is how you take care of yourself because you are the only person who can do that which God has put inside your heart. Sometimes people, and I know we even said this in the previous episode, sometimes people will not understand your vision. They will not understand your purpose. And the reason they won't is because they don't even know how can someone do this, right? But because that is a vision that has been planted in you, you need to guard it. You need to also guard yourself. 
guard your heart. And there's the, the verse in the Bible that says, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. That is self-care. Take care of yourself. What are some of the things that are influencing how you think? What are some of the things you're feeding your mind with? Again, going back to the conversation of being mentally attractive. All of these things are self-care. You taking care of yourself, you finding that balance where each and every area of your life may not, it doesn't even have to be at 100%, but it's just operating at an optimum level that allows you to pursue your purpose at ease and, you know, the way that, you know, God intends for you to live <laughs> or to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And now just now going back ahead to think about again, like I said, how does then all these, how does all this tie to living an abundant life, right? And what I would say is that when we prioritize our well-being, I think, when we prioritize our well-being, you know, and actively cultivate happiness from a place of, you know, pursuing our purpose, pursuing fulfillment. And of course, this will, of course, come with a kind of um, the, the way in which we pursue our purposes. We will definitely create a solid foundation uh, for living a full and abundant life. Because like I said, when it comes to having a full life, when it comes to having an, a whole abundant life, there are different aspects that play into it. There are different parts that play into it. And it is important for us, um, like I said in that last question, find that place of balance and even see how we can take care of each and every each and every one of these areas of our lives so that it can go ahead and, of course, promote our overall well-being. So when we do that, when we prioritize our well-being, honestly, when we prioritize our well-being, we are creating a solid foundation for living a full and abundant life. Because if you, if the quality of your life is not so well, then it means that either you're not taking care of yourself or maybe that you are not taking the path that, you know, you have been called to take. And again, how do you find that? I think I said this in the episode on discovering purpose is just thinking about um, what are the things that you can go ahead and think about the things that maybe come easily for you, the things that, you know, really tug at your heartstrings, something that you look at and say, I need to do something about this and just spend more time with God and help him and uh, just let him help you understand, you know, why, why did he put you on this planet? Because every one of us was put on this earth for a reason. You know, none of us was created to eat, sleep, pay bills and die. There's something absolutely incredible that each of us has been put on this planet to achieve. So again, well-being will encompass, you know, various dimensions, various aspects of our lives, like I said, including our physical, our mental, our emotional, our social aspects of our lives. And when all these things are balanced, when all these things are thriving, you know, they contribute to that sense of fulfillment, that sense of purpose, that sense of abundance, that sense of happiness, honestly. So that when someone asks you, are you happy? It's not because you are laughing. It's not because you were smiling. But it's because when you take a step back and just look at these various aspects of your life, seeing that balance, that sense of fulfillment, then you can confidently say that, yes, I am happy. Or yes, I have you know, struck that um, point of fulfillment, that sense of balance, that sense of you know, living a full life. 
And yeah, so living a full and abundant life, again, involves finding meaning and, you know, finding purpose, you know, pursuing your personal growth, nurturing positive relationships. And I know we have even talked about this in this episode and experiencing a sense of fulfillment in all these different domains. Again, you can say that you are living a fulfilled life if you're not fulfilled in one area of your life. You can say you are living a fulfilled life if you're not fulfilled in your spiritual life, in your emotional life, you know. You have to be fulfilled in all of these areas of your life. So happiness, happiness, well-being, fulfillment, they're all tied to, you know, they're all tied to this integral part where we need to be able to, it's like having a piece of each, you know, when you feel fulfilled in your uh, spiritual life, when you feel fulfilled in your emotional life, even in your financial life, all these things, now they they, all of them just come together and tie to your overall happiness, to your overall well-being. And again, the scripture reminds us, I think, and I know this is something that we are keen on on our podcast, is that we are not, again, talking about these things from a place of head knowledge, but just also looking at what does the word of God say about happiness? What does the word of God say about well-being? And, you know, the word of God reminds us that true happiness, you know, it comes from our faith. It comes from the love that we have of God. And this is this is a verse that I like that says, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So where if you find joy in God, if you find joy in his word, if you find joy in who he is, then automatically he will give you the desires of your heart. <laughs> automatically. And I know even when we started on this, uh, when we started the episode, I was saying that, you know, for me, happiness meant, you know, having all the money in the world, you know, doing certain things. But remember, all that is fleeting, right? All that happiness or that definition of happiness that the world seems to impose on us, it is fleeting. It is superficial. And when you compare that to the happiness that we find when we pursue the purpose that God has put in us, when we just pursue our love for God, I mean, that is, honestly, that is a happiness that I, I want to, I want to have right that i want to experience um in my life so yes that is <laughs> that is basically it for today's episode i hope that you have found this episode valuable and useful i know this has been a different approach than one the one that we have been used to but yes i found it i wanted to just um give it a little uh, a new sort of angle to talk about you know happiness and well-being so that it's not uh, about me telling you what you need to do to be happy but just also going back into my life and seeing what does happiness mean meant to me what does well being mean to me or what has it meant to be and of course tying that to living a life of abundance i mean you guys it is possible let me just say this it is possible to live a full and meaningful life it is possible to live a life that is full of hope that is full of joy that is full of love and that is something that you need to remind yourself honestly it doesn't matter what situation you're in it doesn't matter what you are going through but you need to always remember that, you know, like John 10, 10 says that, you know, I came, God came that we may have life and have it 
more abundantly and that is his desire it is his desire that we live full lives it is desire that we live lives that are fulfilling lives you know that are full of contentment full of happiness and happiness that is found in god happiness that is found in the purposes for which he has placed us on this earth happiness that comes from a place of being of of service to god and of being of service to man so yes that is basically it for today's episode uh be sure to check out our website be sure to check out our social media pages we are on instagram on twitter and on facebook at the epin and self and you can also reach out to us uh, i have placed the whatsapp number or rather my whatsapp number on the show notes you can reach out to me let me know what you think about this episode let me know what you think about the podcast and let me just say thank you to those of you who have been tuning in and reaching out sometimes i could see someone reaching out to me and i would think that it is they're reaching out to me uh based off of the latest episode but then you find it someone who's maybe listening to episode two <laughs> and they're like um this episode was really meaningful to me honestly thank you guys um what i like about this podcast is that it is limitless it is timeless and that you can always go back and listen to the episodes that we have so far and i know like we've mentioned in this particular episode we've mentioned about the episode of being mentally attractive the episode on discovering purpose the episode on self-love i think we've touched a bit on self-love and self-care you can go listen to that episode we have even talked about the episode of identity crisis and of course our latest our previous episode on you know consistency and growth so be sure to listen to those episodes let me know what you think i've also placed a feedback form on the description on the show notes (laughs) yeah i've also left a description sorry i have left a link to the feedback form on the on the show notes i'm sorry guys i'm just seeing my time is going and i need to get ready for work (laughs) so all of a sudden i'm confused but yes be sure to check those out and let me know what you think about the podcast let me know what you're learning let me know what you want us to talk about the time of recording this episode we have one episode to go before we can celebrate our one year anniversary and again i am so grateful to you who's listening to this episode whether it's for the first time or whether you're a returning listener thank you thank you thank you for you know being with us throughout this journey and i hope that you're finding value in it i hope that these episodes are edifying your life and that they are helping you to be the absolute best version of yourself and most importantly to embrace a life of abundance so yes that's pretty much it like i always like to say if you remember nothing else from today's episode i hope you remember that you have been called to have life and life in abundance and that i am rooting for you bye bye